amazing. Love <laughs> Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. Thank God the Bible. The Bible is right. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm glad about it. Glory to God. Pastor Williams, glory to God. Proverbs. We're in the book of Proverbs. We're enjoying. I enjoyed last week. I'm telling you, I really did. And we're continuing it on. We're not going to the next verse. I hadn't finished up with Proverbs 21:17. There's a ton more to say, so we're going to go over it again. And Proverbs 21:17, King James Version out of the Protestant Bible. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Glory to God. And we were talking about the fact we were we had just got down to where the Bible teaches that hard work leads to wealth. But here in the King James Version, it says that he that loveth pleasure and oil shall be a poor man. Amen. Why? Because in in the natural realm, now in the spiritual realm, glory to God, you believe God to, you believe God and plug into his principles of sowing and reaping giving and receiving. But on the natural level, hard work leads to riches. Amen? You say, well, I work hard and I'm not rich. What's up? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the Bible teaches hard that um, you have to work hard to be rich in this world. If you really want to do to injure somebody, give uh, give them no work. Why? Because the principle is right here. Who He that loveth wine and oil, what do they do? They love pleasure. They sit around all day doing nothing. If you sit around doing nothing, how are you going to produce? If there's no production, how is there going to be, how are you going to have a, a, a harvest if you haven't sold, if you haven't done anything? Amen? Glory to God. For pleasure and wine and material things of 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 this world seeking the things of this world causes people to miss the riches that God has for them. Amen. Glory to God. Just sitting around doing nothing, you will become poor because this verse doesn't necessarily just mean talking about material riches or money riches. It can also apply to spiritual riches. If you want to grow powerful in the things of God, and with God, 
You have to spend time in God's word. Spend time with God. Amen. And if you spend a lot of time with God, you get richer in the things of God because the Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth. Amen. Glory to God. And and he'll make you rich spiritually. And then when you rich spiritually and can handle it, then he'll pour out material wealth upon you so that you'll have both. But you'll have the wisdom to know how to handle that wealth. Having wealth without wisdom, all you're going to do is you're going to blow that wealth. Amen? But if, but if you have wisdom and then you get the wealth, you have the wisdom and you have the wealth. With wisdom, you know how to handle yourself and you know how to handle prosperity. Amen? Glory to God. Alcoholics and drug addicts, they end up broke because all they do is sit around and wait for the next fix. They wait for the next fix, amen? A child left to himself doing nothing all day will never himself become rich. I didn't say that a child couldn't inherit riches from his family. He might inherit riches from his family, but he's going to be poor. Well, Pastor, you just said he, 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 he got riches from his family. So how is he going to have riches from his family and be poor at the same time? Have you ever met a real rich kid? He got money, but that's all he has. He doesn't know anything else to do. He can't cook. He can't sew. He can't fix nothing. He can't build nothing. He can't write. He can't, he can't do anything because he's rich. Everything was done for him. He knows how to do nothing. He's poor. Now, he's, he's dollar rich, and he better stay that way because as long as he's dollar rich, he can hire people to do all of those things that he can't do. But woe to him if he ever runs out of money. Actually, that would be the best thing that could happen to him because then he will learn how to do a multitude of things because he'll have, amen? But before then, if all he is is money rich, He's going to be poor, 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 poor socially, poor socially in the graces, poor in knowledge, poor in speaking, poor in interacting with other people, poor in many ways. The only thing he'll have is money, uh, folding money. Amen. Glory to God. And so if, 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 if you want to ruin a child, let a child do to let him go up in his room and have his own way and do nothing. And all day, day after day, just up in his room, playing on his computer, I guarantee you that he'll be, you'll, he'll be ruined by relaxation. Amen? He'll be absolutely ruined. And in the book of Proverbs, in the first chapter, it says, the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Prosperity can destroy, beloved. The Bible says so. Amen? It's so. Amen? Glory to God. Well, if laying around loving pleasure and and um and he that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man, he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Well, if 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 laying around uh just taking it easy makes you poor and brings you into poverty, the Bible also teaches that hard work hard work leads to wealth. You say, but pastor, once again, I say to you, my parents work hard and they died poor. 
or I know people that work hard and they didn't get rich or, or I work hard myself and I'm just making ends meet. I'm just ooh, barely, ooh, I'm, I'm living from payday to payday. And when I go to that job, they make me work hard, hard, but I'm not getting rich. So how is it that the Bible teaches that hard work uh, leads to wealth? Well, beloved, well, not generalizations. These are things where you have to pay attention to detail, not what you think the Bible says about hard work, but you actually have to get the Bible. You have to open it up and you have to read some of the verses that talk about hard work, etc. Amen. And you'll be surprised. Okay, let, let, let's, let's give a quick, a real uh, quick example of that, misreading the Bible uh, that everybody knows, I believe. Uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Price made it popular uh, when he said, it's not money, it's not money that's the root of all evil. But when you turn to that verse, it says it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. See, people that money is the root of all, see, they didn't pay attention to detail. They didn't read it carefully. Hard work leads to wealth, but there's some provisos there. You know, someone who's in bondage that's working, that's in forced labor, working for someone else. People on chain gangs, they're working hard. Are they getting rich? No, they're not getting worldly rich. Amen? Glory to God. They might be getting tremendously spiritually rich because in their in their um, bondage, they turn with their whole heart to God and they become close to him. Remember Joseph when he was in Egypt? He was a slave, but the Bible says he was a prosperous man because God was with him. He was rich because God was with him, but he wasn't money rich. Amen? It seems like contradictions. Amen? But the Bible teaches that hard work leads to wealth. And I hope that in this program or this program plus the next program, because we might be on the same subject, to me this is very important that people understand, that people understand hard work. I'm, I'm, I'm so tempted to let, the, 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 in a figure of speech, the cat out the bag early, but I don't want to do that. I want to hold myself until we get to those scriptures and then I'll let the cat out the bag about hard work leads to wealth. Because people say, I work hard, I ain't wealthy, so the Bible ain't right. No, no, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. You're not either reading the, the, the scriptures that talk about it or you, you haven't read them carefully, amen, or you read them and you didn't understand what you were reading. You didn't see it. It wasn't revealed to you. But pastor's going to try to touch on those things. Amen? So the Bible teaches that hard work leads to wealth. And we're going to look in the Bible to see what the Bible says, because the Bible says in John eight thirty two, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make. See, some people say, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Bible don't say that. Bible don't say it, it sets you. The Bible says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen? And so if the truth makes you free, 
lies and error keeps you in bondage. And anyone in bondage needs to come out of bondage. And the first place to come out of bondage is to trust the Lord uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the salvation of your soul. He died for you so that you don't have to die in your sins and go to hell. The good news of the gospel is you don't have to die for your sins. You don't have to die. You can. If you die without Jesus, you die in your sins, and you'll go to hell. But you don't have to go to hell and then to the lake of fire. The good news is there is a way out, and the way out is the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on your, in your place on the cross so that the debt could be, the, your sin debt could be paid and therefore canceled, and you don't have to go to hell. There's a way out. Isn't that good news? And the way out is to ask Jesus to save you. He died so that you could be saved. So ask him to save you. Now, that's the first way out of bondage. But we're going we're gonna to look at material bondage now. That's the way out of spiritual bondage. But now we're going to look at material bondage and see what that says. So we want to look at what the Bible says, not what I say, not my opinion or your opinion. We want to see what does the Bible say and pay attention to that. Amen? And we're starting off in Proverbs, Proverbs uh, chapter 10, verse 4. And in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, it says, quote, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. What this say? Remember our initial uh, uh, verse we read in Proverbs? He that loveth wine and oil sitting around just uh, having a good time, he's, he, he's going to end up poor. He, this says, he becometh poor. That what? That dealeth with a slack hand. What, what slack hand is? Uh, you're supposed to be doing some work, and you got one hand on your cell phone. You're looking at your cell phone in your left hand, and in your right hand, you're trying to do whatever it is you're supposed to be doing that someone is paying you good money to do. They've hired you to do it. And you're preoccupied, instead of being zeroing in on what your employer wants has employed you to do, and you're thankful for that job, instead you deal with a slack hand. you got your left hand wrapped around your cell phone, and you're talking to Kiki, and in your right hand you're trying to shovel the snow or, 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 uh, or take a broom and, and, and uh, do the sidewalk. Amen. You're trying to do that with one hand. Amen. That's dealing with a slack hand. And the Bible says if you deal, the Bible says that if you deal with a slack hand, you're going to end up poor. Why? Because no one's going to hire you. Why should I hire you to stay on your cell phone? Forget that cell phone. Put that thing. I'm up against a commercial. Time goes by so fast. I enjoy talking here. Uh, uh, commercial. Hold on. I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook. 
Twitter and Instagram too. Just search J. Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, beloved, we were talking about that the Bible teaches that hard work leads to wealth. And I don't want to regress because I, I, I want to keep going. This is going to take two or three programs. So I want to uh, stay for right now on Proverbs the, uh, chapter 10, verse 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. Now, beloved, to get the victory in this life, you know as a Christian, you already know this, Pastor, just reminding you, you have to make up in your mind what you're going to believe. Are you going to believe your your flesh? Are you going to believe people around you? Are you going to believe what John says, Henry says, Mary says, Joe says, or are you going to believe the Bible? The Bible says that that he that dealeth with a slack hand, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But nobody sees me. There ain't nobody watching. So I can I know I'm supposed to be working, but um I can take a break. And I can get on the cell phone and call Kiki and find out what we're going to do tonight. There's nobody around. Are you going to believe the Bible? Or are you going to believe the circumstance in your flesh? The Bible says if you deal with a slack hand, you're going to become poor. You're going to become poor. Well, I don't understand that. If, if, if someone is paying me $20 an hour to work for them and I can get out of uh, three of the hours, I'm ahead because I can call, do all my cell phone stuff, do all my texting, get all that out the way. So when I get home, I can just go and have a good time because I did it all on at the job and, uh, and, and I'm getting paid to do my own stuff. Yeah, but one, God is watching you. God is watching you. And in Psalm 75, it says promotion doesn't come from the north or the south or the east, but it comes, but God is the judge. He causes you to get promoted or not to be promoted. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you're dealing with a slack hand, that means you're not learning anything. You're just doing just enough to get by. And if you work, if if you work with Reverend Robinson or if he was to take you out on a job with him and you dealt with a slack hand, buddy, you wouldn't be there long. He'd tell you, don't come back tomorrow. Thank you very much. I appreciate your services. I'll pay you for the day, but don't, please don't come back tomorrow. Amen. Glory to God. You think nobody's watching you. Glory to God. But if you're dealing with a diligent hand, what are you doing? Now you're learning how to work that if you're working in a retail place. Not only do you do your job, you're learning how to work that cash register. You're learning how to do inventory. You're learning how there's so many things you're learning. Amen? You don't go on the job just to learn your one little function. There's so much more you can learn. Why? Because a lot of that can be generalized to the next job. 
or when God promotes you, you have a solid base of knowledge that you're coming from. Amen? But if you hold back and don't learn nothing, even if you get promoted, you'll know nothing. You can be promoted into a position, but you won't have the equipment to be able to stand in that equipment. Pretty soon, people will find out that supervisor don't even know what they're doing. They're so dumb. I asked them about how to even punch in. They don't even know how to clock in. Amen? How did they become supervisor anyway? And your reputation? The Bible says that a reputation is a valuable thing. You want to be known as someone who's competent, someone who knows what they're doing, someone who people seek out and say, boss, so-and-so-and-so, okay, look, in this situation, we do this, all right? Okay, okay, thank you, boss. Woo, you always have the answers. Oh, I, when I grow up, I want to be just like you, amen? The Bible says that he becometh poor, that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Now, the Bible, notice what it said. It, what it didn't say, it didn't say, he with a college, a college degree maketh rich. He that is well-connected maketh rich. He that got a lot of money in the bank and don't need nothing maketh rich. He that knows more than everybody else maketh rich. It says, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Who are the diligent? In their job, they are careful. They are thorough. A diligent person is thorough. He does the job thoroughly, the whole thing, from start to finish. He pays attention to detail. He does it right. He does the job right. You know, one time um, uh, I was doing some banking down at my bank, and um, and I don't know how this happened, but but I missed adding up the numbers. Uh, you have, when you're on the deposit slip, you have a whole column of numbers. And somehow I didn't add them up right. I don't know why, because I usually check it two or three times on the kit from the bottom to the top, and then I check it from the top to the bottom to make sure it's the right amount. Do you know this teller that I talk to all the time, she's a jewel, we talk for just a few seconds while I'm making the deposits. She said, well... She said, I got to give you credit for the $100. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, your, 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 your numbers are wrong. You added it up. It's a you, you added less than $100. You cheated yourself out of $100. And I thought, how did she do that? She, does she got a calculator in her head that she, can, that she can add up a column of maybe four or five or six or eight entries? This woman in her head, added it up while she was doing all the stuff with her hands and looking up the numbers and putting it in this machine and that. She said she added, while she was doing all that, checking the check, um, make sure everything was done. It was the right account and matched up what the computer said, her, her account said. At the same time, she was adding the figures in her head. And I thought, now that's a diligent person. Now that's a diligent person. If I was a teller, I'd have looked at the top figures and said, okay, it says this. The, the bottom of the total says the same thing. That's it. I'm, I'm putting it in the machine and crediting your account for that amount. Well, she was doing that, but she was also adding up the figures. And she said, wait a minute. 
it's a hundred dollars. He's a hundred dollars short. You know, he deserves a hundred dollars more here. He's cheating himself, and she said, I'll write it in. So she wrote the correct in. And I was so impressed with her. Now, that's diligence. That's She could have said, look, it ain't my money. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he can't add, sorry. You know, and I told her, I said, thank you for being so diligent. Thank you for being so honest. And she said, sure, it's my job. Amen. Now, she's diligent. Amen. She's diligent in her job. And the Bible says, that someday that's going to pay off. Someday that's going to pay off. Pastor, give us an example of that in the Bible. Okay. Remember when when Jacob was working for Laban and when he was getting ready to leave after 20 years, he said, you know, Laban, how I took care of your flocks. If, if, a, if a wolf or a sheep came, if a lion or something came in and ripped up one of the sheep, it came out of my flock. I had to replace what happened to your sheep with one of mine? I took the loss. I didn't say, boss, that's your loss. No, I replaced it with one of my sheep. He said, how many nights did I sit out there? The dew was on my forehead. I could feel the dew. I was out all night. I was standing, watching the sheep, protecting the sheep. How many nights did I go sleepless because I was watching your sheep? Amen. But what happened? You know the end of the story after 20 years when he left Laban to go back to, to uh, Abraham and them. He had more wealth than Lot had. When he, I mean, than, uh, than um, Laban had. When he first came, only thing he had in his hand was a staff. That's all he had, a stick. When he left, he had more wealth, more herds, more everything. He had so much wealth that when he met up with his brother Esau, they couldn't dwell together because they had so many sheep and stuff. Huh? He worked hard. God made sure. God made sure that he didn't go out empty. God made sure that because he was diligent, it paid off. Amen? Glory to God. See, if you're in the world, you don't have nobody looking out for you. So you could work hard and end up with nothing. You could be, you could work your whole life being exploited by people. And that's what they want to do, exploit you. But if you're working for God, it'll look like you're, you're getting the short end. But God will make sure that you'll go out. He'll make sure that you'll be compensated. He'll make sure that you go out. If you've been honest and worked hard and did the right thing before him, he's going to look out for you. He's going to look out. Now, Laban wanted all that, all them herds and stuff. And he even starts thinking, his children start saying, all that's, all that's our dad's. But it wasn't. God transferred it to Jacob. Why? Because of Jacob's hard work, his honesty. Amen? If you be right before God, God will take care of you. And the Bible says the hand of the diligent make it rich. They pay attention to detail. They're where they're supposed to be working. Now, Proverbs 10.5 says, Proverbs 10.5 says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest, slack, slack, slackful, is a son that causes shame. He that gathereth in summer, the one that gathers in summer does the right thing at the right time. And notice what it says, he that gathereth, what that means. That means he actually went out and worked. It didn't say it was harvest and he knew it was harvest time. It says he that gathereth. In other words, he actually went out there and did what was necessary to bring that harvest in. And because he did, 
glory to God, he grew fruitful and rich, amen? But he that sleepeth in harvest, now that's a shame. Now that's a shame. You mean the fruit is ready to come off the trees and you're sleeping? You're sleeping? Your job is to go out and hire laborers to go in and get that harvest while you can get it. Get it while the getting is good, amen? Now, I teach a real good, I don't want to get into that because it's so good and it'll take me another two programs. But I, I wanted to talk about why a farmer has to harvest at, when, at harvest time because the fruit will go bad. And God made food to go bad. And there's a profound reason why he did, full of wisdom. But we're not teaching that. We're not teaching that. We're not teaching that. We're teaching that the hand of the diligent maketh rich, and he that got, that gathereth when it's the right time. You strike while, the, while the, the iron is hot. Amen? When it's time to harvest, you harvest. Amen? No excuses. No, well, you know, I can't do it all by myself. Fine. Get in there and start harvesting. You'll be surprised. One time we had to move, and we didn't know how we was going to move. This really happened. And we bumped into two guys. They were just standing there. And they said, you moving? Oh, good. We can help you. We're movers. We have a day off tomorrow, and we were just sitting around having a couple of beers. But you're moving? Okay, we'll help you. God brought the people that were necessary that we needed when we needed them. Amen? Glory to God. And we got busy the next day, all of us. When it was time for us to, to get with it, we got with it. Amen? And things got moved. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, beloved, glory to God. The next verse is Proverbs 12, 11, but we only have one minute. So in the minute I have, glory to God, I want to tell you, glory to God, that if all of this wisdom is in the Bible for you to teach you how to have a successful life, you've been doing it your way all your life, and look where you got. Now, look into the Word of God, because the Bible is right. Ask Jesus to save you. You've been trying to run your own life. Now, ask Jesus to save you. Get into the Word of God and find out what the Word of God has to say about your situation and how that you can increase and prosper in this world. God bless you. The Bible has the answers. See you next week. I love you. Bye-bye. I know the Bible is right. It's The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.